1: The best ball playoffs are so close. They're so close. We've almost made it. It feels like just yesterday we were drafting teams around the clock talking about these playoffs week 17, week 15, week 16, who has good matchups, who doesn't, who has upside for the playoffs, who can win you, who's the guy you need. I brought on Silas Jackson today. We're going to try to start to talk through when you look at your best ball teams that are advancing. Which are the ones that have the players that you really think you need? We're going to try to identify some of those players, games, maybe some guys who might be popular that maybe you don't want on your teams. We're going to talk through all of that today and more here on Spike Week. All right, Silas. Glad to be back with you. We haven't done a show in a, in a little while, but I'm, I'm very excited now. It's a am curious in your take on this. We'll get into all the, the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. I'm curious on your take on this. I am both simultaneously excited because the playoffs are almost here, right? Everybody has. If you draft in volume like we do, you have teams making it through. You have some teams you're excited about, whatever. But like I'm also excited to get the hell out of this just hellscape of a regular season with all of these injuries like I just want to get to the money weeks I know I'm going to have dead teams I have so many dead teams you know I look back and think about every all those 45 minute sessions I spent drafting these teams that are just you know I just pissed away that $20 $25 $5 whatever it was but I'm just so excited to get to the actual part that you know where all the money where all the money is won, and having you on to start to think about like we're excited about – everybody gets excited about teams that are, like, scoring the most points, right, or in first or whatever, but those aren't always the teams that when we get there that, like, do the most damage. So I think starting to think through that is – is like, I'm, I'm excited for all that.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'm excited to see, like, be able to go through a little bit of the teams, like, and actually see which ones are actually alive and which ones are dead. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I've been trying to monitor it, but, you know, we're – week seven it literally doesn't matter like we're mm-hmm. getting into the, we're getting into like the last two weeks of the regular season like you can actually figure out all right this team needs to overcome what to actually make it through and actually have a chance um you know I, I've seen my uh my current winnings go down which is not necessarily a bad thing because you know some of those dead teams were got off to early starts it, it, yeah, yeah, I have a lot of cow pits who cares <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, you, you def- and me definitely both accept- definitely excited uh, especially on draftkings because I think I have a pretty good advance rate on draftkings but going through and actually seeing those teams is impossible without our tool yeah um, but I haven't been able to update it so looking forward to that
1: yeah yeah um it is funny last year I was really not very good on draftkings to be totally honest with you I had a totally average advance rate like somewhere around the uh, the absolute you know average of randomness. And on underdog, I had a really strong advance rate and I had a bunch of teams. Like I had a one in particular big dog team that I landed on basically all of the nuts. Mm -hmm. Andrews, Debo, JT, Cup, everybody. Right. It didn't have chase. So I wasn't going to win the big dog. But I got knocked out in week 16, I think by a, a, a fellow spike weaker. I can't remember who it was. I apologize for not remembering. We talked about it a lot that week. Um, so if you're, if you're here, please pop in and tell me, hey, you can dunk on me. But it was, uh, if you recall, funny because they're playing tonight, Isaiah McKenzie, remember the big Isaiah McKenzie game, the yep. three touchdown or whatever, Isaiah McKenzie game. And it, it's in the same week, that week 16, Byron Pringle had his, yep. his yep. Mon- monster game. Oh, yeah. I, I I was winning that. I was, I was going to move on to the championship. Again, I wasn't going to win. So like, whatever, who cares? Why are you telling this story? it's like, these are all these crazy things that happen in this time of the year where it's like, I had the nuts. Like, I didn't have Chase, so it didn't matter, but I, I think I had Penny on that team, too. I had the nuts. And I lose to Isaiah McKenzie and Byron Pringle, which are on a big dog team. Like, they didn't even get drafted in, like, BBM teams, if everybody re- remembers the sickos that have been doing this like we have for two years. Big dog teams were 20 rounds, and BBM teams were 18 rounds on underdog last year. And I lost I lost to probably this dude's 19th and 20th round picks of these, you know, fifth string wide receivers on these good offenses. But that's yep. like that's like the fun of this time of year, right? Like Rashad Penny, people, people, it's revisionist history. Rashad Penny, and I mean Amon Ra, obviously, but Rashad Penny was not a thing nope. all of last year.
0: It Everyone was calling him a major bust. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, they were was, like this was, was, was a-, a wasted
1: pick. <laughs> he 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 got hurt right away. He did the Rashad Penny. Yep. He got hurt on like his, he, he actually, I think he started off the first game that he played came in and like popped off like three big runs and then, but like hammy or whatever, goes down is done for like the whole season. But then he's the guy, you know, the guy you need is this dude who didn't play all year. Yep. Right. And so it's so fascinating to get to this point and be like, okay, let's take a step back, which is what we're going to do here today. And you have some, uh, particularly a particularly a fun list, of some players, we can start to walk through, and we'll walk through some of these games. But we spend all summer talking about these games, right? Whether you, we're not necessarily—it's a, a pet peeve of mine. People are probably going to get sick of me talking about it. We're not necessarily in the off season saying these are the games I want to target because they're going to be the highest scoring, right? Bills, Bengals, or I mean, look at the the L.A. Bowl now—the Char- yeah. Chargers, Rams, Chargers, Rams—looks like the if you if you drafted for that game, you look. So foolish. You know what I mean? Cup is dead. Allen Robinson's dead. The Rams are dead. Mike Williams is hurt. You know, Keenan hasn't done anything. Everett hasn't done anything. You you didn't want to target that game, but that's why we don't target games. We don't pick out of the schedule and say, that game I want to go nuts on. We just say, when I draft whatever, when I do draft Cooper Cup, I can take Gerald Everett as my tight end too. Right. I'm going to take Gerald Everett over Hunter Henry on that team because that that fits. But what what you you mentioned, you kind of did a little bit of research. If you had to pick one thing so far right now, as we're two weeks away, one and a half weeks away from the, the best ball playoffs. What's like the first thing that stuck out to you that you feel like, holy cow, I want this. Like, I want these guys on my team or I want this game on my team or or just some, you know, some spotlight thing that that stuck out to you the most.
0: Well, week 17 obviously is going to be Bill's Bengals. We, we, we kind of picked that out. That game could absolutely go nuclear. Like, (laughs) you know, bills are getting healthier on defense, but if both teams are going to be, you know, they're going to be in the fight for the first first seed potentially, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, they need to, they need to overcome the chiefs. They're not going to be wrestling anybody. So they they might absolutely just blow everybody up. Otherwise it's the bears. I mean, their playoff schedule looks like absolute a cakewalk. Um, you know, they have the Eagles, which is a tough defense, but Eagles can put up points, which means you're getting Justin Fields in a in a positive game script or a negative game script. Uh, then you have the Bills. Again, same thing. So, you know, second half, you're going to get those, uh, all of those Justin Field teams coming through. Um, and then Lions last week, and we know how terrible the Lions are in terms of their
1: defense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The Bears are such a, a – fun- Oh, this is the bye week. Uh, ignore me as I pull up the bye. I, I, w- I will say – I, maybe this was uh, uh, meant to be uh, the misclick that was meant to be this week. Not super worried about it. Although Dante Foreman is low key, like has been huge for me on uh, a lot of teams and I do have a lot of Cardinals. So this by week 13 is, is actually kind of not very, <laughs> not very good uh, for me. Lots of Kyler Hollywood and lots of uh, Dante Foreman, you know, not necessarily like a mass quantity of Dante Foreman teams, but he's like, he's been so good for where you took him at that like he's really helping a lot of teams so i'll be interested to see if my advance rate can crater even more in week 13 but in week 14 we have six teams on by which is like kind of crazy when you think about this sweat that we have going forward you're heading into the last week and you're like okay my advance rate is xyz or whatever or i'm really excited about these teams but maybe you have some teams that are 10 points ahead 20 points ahead even like 30 40 points ahead but they're fields right so you see here chicago fields one of the most impactful players in fantasy maybe fields is on that team maybe you've been maybe you've been really loving those christian watson <laughs> games for the last for last month he's on a buy maybe you have a, a a sneaky JT team right well he's on buy in week 14 you know it's like it's kind of crazy the shakeup that i think could happen over the course of of these next two weeks but to your point, as I pull up what I actually wanted to pull up with the uh, playoff schedule, I-, I totally agree. The Bears thing is the one that jumped out to me the most where it's not necessarily that I'm excited for Justin Fields and the Bears. Obviously, without Darnell Mooney now, is going to hurt their offense and hurt Justin Fields too. But the, the opposition, the Bears defense is... Atrocious. Like we know that the Lions' defense is who we want to target. The Bears might be like they might be borderline surpassing them. They lost Eddie Jackson now this week. They are just horrendous on defense. And so when you look here on the, the old Chicago line, they just so happen to face two of the top five offenses in the NFL in the first two weeks, right? So you want to get to, you want to get that Josh Allen stack to the finals. Well, he's probably going to score some fucking points in week 16 (laughs) against against the Bears. You know what I mean? Or like, I don't know, maybe you have Devin Singletary sitting on a team and you're like, you know, he's been fine, but not amazing. Maybe we get that Devin Singletary-esque run down the stretch here that we saw. Remember last year? He was like a guy that you almost not needed, but you wanted. You definitely wanted Devin Singletary on your team. And it kind of all stems from the Bears, oddly enough.
0: Well, think, think about how uh, much of an early lead Buffalo should get out to in that game. You know, all of those teams that have James Cook in the 115, 120 oh, range, good point. He, he might literally smash the second half. Like, he could have 115 yards and a touchdown, easily.
1: If you took James Cook, you feel awful about the run out for the whole year. But seriously, no, absolutely. It, it, A, the crazy thing about, again, the crazy, like the Rashad Penny example, I'm not wishing Ill. I have a lot more Devin Singletary than I have James Cook. And he's Devin Singletary's on a lot of good teams. I'm not wishing ill on him. Quite the opposite. However, last year on a decent offense, this is how Rashad Penny got there. If something happens to Devin Singletary in the next three weeks, James Cook could absolutely be that guy. Yep. And like, those are not things that we're projecting or whatever, but it's, those are all the crazy thoughts that go through my sicko brain over the course of this, you know, this final month where we're like, we think we know so much, right? Josh Jacob. I'm so fucking sick of talking about Josh Jacobs, but it's like, you know, he feels like that's the guy, right? That's the guy you need. You know, he fell some, you know, if you were in a spike week or a ship chasing draft or something, the dude would fall so far. He was just an absolute stone cold smash. He's the MVP of best ball right now. But, if Devin Singletary were like something were to happen, just like the Rashad Penny thing last year, it's like, I don't know, do I want to be the only team with James cook or do I want to be one of the, you know, 10 million teams with Josh Jacobs? Give me the James cook side. You know what I mean?
0: No, absolutely. I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I pretty much stone cold thing Josh Jacobs. So like seeing my advance rates, I'm like, ah, that sucks. Yeah. But you know, going into the playoffs, you know, you have significant leverage over everybody else. If Josh Jacobs puts up a stinker, guess who else? You know, you're very easily flying up the the leaderboard and that's all you really want. So, you know, all you need to do is get those teams through because, you know, week 17, you don't want the players that have, uh, you know, you you guys have brought up. You don't want the players that are massively, you want leverage on that field because you want to win $2 million. You're not trying to win 35 bucks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, very very true. That's why like this literally the the theme of the show and a lot probably most of the content we're going to do for the next 2 weeks here is centered around a lot of this. Some of it's probably crazy, right? I just mentioned Devin Singletary getting hurt. I'm obviously not predicting that or whatever, but that chaos it's going to happen. I have no idea who's going to get hurt. I have no idea what's going to change, who's going to get benched, which teams are going to tank. I don't know any of that. But something is going to happen, a la Brashad Penny, Amon Ra, right? Swift and Amon Ra is an absolute freaking stud. He was going to be good down the stretch regardless. But we can't pretend that Swift and Hawk and these other guys being out didn't matter at least a little bit, right? I mean, it it of course matters. That's going to happen somewhere. I have no freaking idea where. but it's going to happen somewhere and that we're going to get to week 15, 16, 17. And we're going to be like, Holy shit, James cook, right? That's just the example we've just so happened to have used here today. James cook was, looks like a shitty pick, right? If you use your typical fantasy football standards for right. Did he outperform his ADP? Whatever the hell that, I still don't even really, I haven't come up with uh, uh, what that means. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, Hey, better, better in best ball, whatever there's going to be guys that look like useless picks throughout the course of the entire season that are going to come to the playoffs. And you're like, thank God I got that dude through. And James Cook's just the first example that we came, that we came up with here on the flip side. I do want to talk about Josh Jacobs really quickly because (laughs) like you, I did not draft a lot of, a lot of Josh Jacobs shocker. Um, I still think it goes back to uh, making fun of Davis for drafting Josh Jacobs on like what the fuck does uh, uh, it was a what the fuck does James White do for this team? But I believe Josh Jacobs was on that team that that Davis drafted. Yeah. But if you look here on this on this uh, playoff schedule down here with Vegas, you know he's been awesome, and so we could argue he's matchup proof. But I don't really think that's the case. A lot of his big games have come in plus matchups. Mm -hmm. Or at worst matchups that were, you know, like he had a big game against the Broncos, which wasn't necessarily a plus matchup, but they are more of a run funnel and Russ and and the offense is so bad. It's not like he can get game scripted out, but they play the Patriots in week 15. Not a good matchup. Can he be okay through volume? Sure. But you're not like, oh, yes, I got you know, like you're not playing Josh Jacobs and DFS against the Patriots. That's how I was. If anybody is listening and plays DFS, that's how I like to think about a lot of these things. Yep. you get to week fifteen. Are you playing Josh Jacobs? No. You know, at eight K and DFS, absolutely not against the Patriots. You're just sure shit playing not him playing ever, him. But- yeah, <laughs> he just keeps he keeps burying me every every single week. the 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 OT touchdown run cost me so much money that maybe I'm just still bitter about uh about Josh Jacobs. But that's okay. But then you get to week sixteen, and it's the Steelers. A good like a good run they got tj watt back they're trying to win the defense you're not again same thing if i'm if i'm thinking about it from a dfs perspective we get to week 16 am i playing josh jacobs in dfs fuck no i'm not playing josh jacobs week 17 arguably the worst matchup in the nfl you can't run on the niners nobody can run on the niners they're gonna be and they're gonna be playing i assume they're gonna be playing you know balls out uh, whether it's for the division or you know place uh you know moving up in their placing getting a home playoff game or something I, he doesn't have any good matchups down the stretch so solace for the 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 gups like me and you that didn't draft him during the season is like well theoretically if he's really highly owned in our playoff weeks This is a perfect time to not have him. Now, do I wish I had him because he helped my teams advance? Of course. But if you don't have him, it's kind of this situation where everybody's like, oh, my God, Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs. But you get to the playoffs, and it might be the total opposite. You're like, please, God, I don't want him. Yeah, I don't want him. (laughs) Exactly. And, 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 And I got leverage on, I have James Cook, or I have Devin Singletary, or I have you know, uh, somebody name anybody against the bears. Right. I have miles, miles Sanders will probably be fairly popular, but I have miles Sanders. I have Devin Singletary, right. I have, you know, these, these different guys that are, uh, you know, playing in really, really plus matchups.
0: Yeah. And the the way I like to think about Josh Jacobs is like, you know, he's on, I think 72% of first place teams right now. If I, if I saw that stat, correct. Right. If that's correct, that's, if you're in a 10-person round in week 15, seven of those teams have Josh Jacobs. So his score literally does nothing for you.
1: Like, yeah. But only, <laughs> like, it's only negative. It, could, it, it can only be negative,
0: right? So you, if he has a good game, seven other people. You have to – was it eight players? Your seven other players need to outscore those seven other guys. If he has a bad game, well, three people automatically have leverage off of you. So – you don't want him moving forward. Like the only way you want him is if he throws up an absolute stinker and somehow most teams get absolutely eliminated in week, you know, a- after week 15. And then maybe you have the leverage of, oh, he was absolutely sick this year in week seven, 16 and 17. But so many teams have him that it won't even matter. Like they're going to get through mm-hmm. regardless.
1: Mm-hmm. 100%. The other like super fascinating thing about – him is I, I i like this terrence asks who do you wish you had so like think think that whole leverage through the the most direct leverage is like in dfs josh jacobs is 7k and 50 percent owned and there's whatever joe mixon at 7k i play joe mixon at f- you know 5 percent owned over the super popular guy was there anyone that you can you know he had a really wide range where he would go. So anywhere from, I'm just going to throw out the sixth to the 10th round or whatever, that might be a little less owned. Was there anyone that maybe popped out to you? I know you have a list of like uh, some different, some different guys that you are interested in.
0: I mean, just, just off the top of my head. Uh, one guy that interests me is Sky Moore, who's done literally nothing this year. You know, he's going in that, he went in that like 70 to 90 range. Uh, but you know, his target per route run is off the chart. He's yeah. a rookie second half bump. If he starts to see the field more in Patrick Mahomes' offense, like he could be your differentiator right then and there. Because most of the teams that drafted Sky Moore are probably dead.
1: Yes, but it, it makes me <laughs> sick. Be, it makes me sick because the <laughs> whole Sky. You know, shout out to our good friends at at uh, at Ship Chasing, Chasing with the Sky with with the Sky Moore stuff. But it, 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 his steam was so 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 funny he was one of the guys that i kind of jotted down as well as like dude if there's like an amon ra situation he's in that he's absolutely oh, yeah. in that bucket and it, when you look at kc's playoff schedule so let's just say for the for th- for the fake for, th- for the sake of a thought experiment tony the hamstring is dust for tony let's just yeah. use that example and sky keeps earning more work because he is right now, he's earning. He he needs to stop goddamn fumbling. <laughs> he would probably <laughs> be to earning get him a lot. Off the damn
0: punt team. That's what they. Yeah, need to my <laughs> <do>. <laughs> lord, can this
1: dude hold on to the football, please? He would probably be earning so much more work. The sky, Moore bros would definitely be, you know, uh, enjoying it more if he would stop fumbling. He's the, the, the Melvin. He's the young Melvin Gordon of wide receivers. Like, please, Lord, you you wouldn't get cut if you would hold on to the football, but. The Chiefs are also like this combo. Sky, why Sky Moore is is this conversation is, dude? You look at this Chiefs schedule. The freaking Texans, who is like, I mean, the Chiefs will name their score in Week 15. They like however many points Mahomes wants to score. Whenever they want to take the foot off the gas is up to them. They will score as many points as they want. So people will be like, oh, what about the blowout? Maybe it's maybe it is a Pacheco week. Maybe it is a rojo melvin gordon i don't know maybe it's one of those guys that week but they're gonna throw as long as they're you know it's within 21 28 something like that so they're gonna name their score if he does kind of ascend and what better situation to like start to they need these dudes for the playoffs right they're they're thinking super bowl so like what better game to have sky Moore start to take a little bit of a step maybe now let's get him out there on 70 percent of routes and like the next thing you know, you get a six for 102 from Sky Moore against the Texans in week 15. And you're the only team that has him. You move on to week 16. Now, the Broncos are not a, an amazing matchup, and the game environment is certainly not what we thought it was going to be. Se- Seattle. Right, right, right. No, so, but, but I'm saying in week 17, you're probably yeah. like, yeah, you know, whatever, against the Broncos. But in week 16 against Seattle, you feel just as good. You get that sky Moore game in week 15 moves over to week 16 against Seattle because Seattle's also going to push back. That game is like the game nobody penciled in as oh man, I can't wait for that one. But now, right now, if you got Chiefs and Seahawks in week 16, like if you were talking, I know uh, Updog who isn't in the chat was targeting a lot of week 16 games, and as was uh, Awesomeo, if anybody plays DFS, Awesomeo, uh, Alex Baker wrote a piece about targeting week 16. If you're targeting week 16 like correlations and you have, you know, Ken Walker and Sky Moore or something like that, these are like Ken Walker's obviously a a little more chalky piece or maybe you have DK Metcalf, right? And you have Sky Moore and that game shoots out. The next thing you know, you got awesome, awesome pieces into week 17 that absolutely no one else has. And I think those are the fun conversations. Like we could sit here and talk about Josh Jacobs for 45 minutes, but like, that's not really very fun. Like everybody can do that. Right. Josh yeah. Jacobs smashed Ken Walker, smashed Ramondre smashed Travis Kelsey smashed. Like, cool. We get it. Everybody's going to have those guys, but how do we win? Like I, I want to win $2 million. You Absolutely. know what I mean? I- and, and Josh Jacobs and those guys are not really doing it for me. Do I want them on my teams? Sure. But the sky Moors and such of the world are the ones that's like, man, that that's a path. That's a real, real path that if I sneak a sky Moore team in, um that he could absolutely blow up the playoffs
0: yeah well and, and and one so just from you talking like i i thought about the fact of you know mark andrews absolutely smashed last year right like he he absolutely smashed his draft price when i reverse engineered the perfect team from bbf2 he oh,
1: wasn't yeah. even on he
0: wasn't even on it like, i know you didn't want you didn't want his score like it, it just didn't help you advance you needed jamar chase you needed damian harris you needed Debo. Like you needed the wide receivers, you needed the you needed some of the running backs who are a little bit cheaper, but you needed the spike weeks in specific weeks, right? You needed uh, Rob Gronkowski because he smashed in the early portion, was absolutely nowhere in the middle of the heart of the year, like he he advanced at a lower rate than expected, but he scored he outscored Andrews in the championship week. He would have been the reason why you would have won. Uh, Evan Ingram. <laughs> who the hell wanted Evan Ingram last year? But he uh-huh. managed to get on that team. When I when I looked through everything in that round, just based off ADP, Evan Ingram was the guy who got you through in Week 16. Like, how? <laughs> you wouldn't have thought that. Like, it, it's these small tier guys that you know provide you just a little bit more than anybody else. Uh, you know that that give you that zero point zero 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 one percentile outcome. You know this is a two hundred and thirty six thousand entry contest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you need, but that's what you need. Right. And I also love. So it's so hard to, you know, it, I'm a natural kind of thinking, trying to think about these things differently to see what kind of edges we can pull about. And my I don't I don't have a specific takeaway, but my main takeaway for the last two years of best ball has really been kind of what you wrote about in that article. If, if anyone has not read that article, I'm definitely going to make sure Silas writes it again because it was legit awesome. But he, re again, he said he, he reverse-engineered kind of if you could draft the perfect best ball mania team. And there was stuff in there. Like he said, Mark Andrews is the guy that everybody dreams about. Last year, you're like, oh, my God. You didn't draft Mark Andrews in, at the 5-6 turn. You're an idiot. You needed him to win or whatever. But when Silas went back through, and like, you know, again, you have to layer, right, you layer in the the weeks, you account for ADP, you know, and he didn't actually end up, if you wanted the optimal best ball mania team, Mark Andrews did not end up on it. And Evan Ingram did what anyone like, right, you go back to typical fantasy football, like season long analysis. Nobody is like, oh, yeah, Evan Ingram, dude. Great pick awesome pick you know, no, no one even remember like Evan Ingram was like it's such an afterthought from last year and everybody probably is like oh my god you drafted Evan Ingram awful awful pick but in in reality he turns out to be optimal because best ball again back to my, like what my like real takeaway is it's so different these playoff weeks change everything you don't have like right if you had Andrews in your 12 your team season long league it's like yeah of course you Absolutely. know, you went, you can win your season. You probably did win your season long league with, with Mark Andrews, but in best ball, it doesn't work that way. It, it's not the same. And I don't have, like I said, I don't have a specific takeaway of like, here's what we need to do next year to account for that. But I, but I know it to be true and you wrote about it and it's like, I, I want to find those guys. You know what I mean? We talked about sky. We talked about Singletary and, and James cook and stuff. But those are the guys that are going to be the difference makers. That like even you and I will sit here for an hour and talk about this, and we probably won't find half of them. But they exist. They're out there, and they're not the guys that you think. Yep. Uh, You know, just thinking
0: off that. I mean, Gabe. They're not dead. They're they're not not dead. dead. (laughs) (laughs) They're not looking good, but they're not dead.
1: (laughs) Gabe is a is is a fun one, and then I'll let I'll I'll let you go. But he he's a perfect example of a guy I. I'm biased, so please uh, I, I will admit to it. He is a guy I want to have on my teams in the, in the playoffs because he can be the guy any, sing, any absolutely any week. You get that what, who, who, I forget which game it was that you know he catches the 98yard touchdown. he does the, the wide receiver Rojo. He you know he just goes nuts on limited volume with the bills that we just talked about how exciting the bills are. He can be that guy, and he's not going to be – I mean, Gabe is in this weird spot where he was in it like just a total dead range, right? It's like A-Rob and Cooks and McLaurin and those guys. So I think his his advance rate will be probably a little higher than maybe people expect, but it's only because everybody else sucked and he put up a a couple good weeks. But I want him. Like, he's the exact kind of guy, right? Sky Moore, MVS also on the Chiefs. Like, I want all those guys. I want them on my teams for even though, again, if you drafted your, your, if you drafted Gabe in your 12 team home league, you're like, awful. He sucked. I started him every week. He got me two good games and a bunch of shit and I lost a lot. But in best ball, those actually end up being the guys that like I really want because he can, he can pop for 30 plus literally any given week. You know, will he? I don't know. I'm not betting on it. But, but if it happens, he's the kind of archetype of a guy I want on my teams
0: yeah and I mean we we talked about that like all offseason like we we were drafting specific archetype types of players uh and you know I, I, I found it funny when you're like yeah you know I'm biased yeah of course you're biased like every team that adv- every, every every other team that advances for you probably ask Gabe Davis Oh um, <laughs> but no same same archetype type player you know Deshaun Watson's back why not DPJ? why not dpj DPJ? you know he was there in the 16th 17th round like you know he's been fine he hasn't given you any of those boom games with percent, but he's given you you know probably some usable weeks no spike weeks
1: a lot of usable weeks a lot of usable weeks Uh, tons of double digit point games from dpj which is crazy he hasn't had any of the 25 pointers but he's had tons of 12 and you're like what the fuck like I i drafted you for the 25 and i didn't get any of those but He's been really, really helpful. He's like Curtis Samuel. Like him and like Curtis Samuel. Like I got a bunch of usable weeks from that guy. And that but different than Curtis Samuel, DPJ, like you said, especially with kind of the mystery box of Deshaun Watson heading into, you know, it's it's so easy to make this parallel. It's kind of lazy, but it's okay. I I like to take the low-hanging fruit. Will Fuller? DPJ and Will Fuller, like that's the parallel I would draw. Like if you had a low-owned, I don't know that DPJ is going to be low-owned, but He's not going to be crazy, crazy popular. If I have DPJ, you know, and I have and I can pipe dream about Will Fuller. Uh, Baltimore is a fine matchup. New Orleans is a fine matchup. And he gets Washington, which is like a neutral to plus matchup. A lot of good games. If Watson isn't shitty right after this long layoff, man, like DPJ is a great one.
0: No, and I mean, you know, he could be shit the first couple of weeks, but it gives him a couple of weeks to, you know, get into it. And then he might be able to unchuck the sixty-five yard pass to DBJ that Brissette just really can't do. You know they, no. they don't they don't have to respect you know they don't have to respect Watson running or anything down low. You know they can put two two high safeties with Brissette and not have to worry about a big play. You know.
1: Yes, yes, and that's why Amari. I, I, let's talk about the Browns really quickly because they are kind of a fascinating team projecting forward into the playoffs. A, you have Watson. I I am a lot more of a Watson skeptic I think than most people are not because like I don't think he has the upside the mystery box I uncertainty is my thing I love the uncertainty excuse me aspect of just about any player Uh, especially you know he runs he's been a big play guy uh, a high upside quarterback in the past but I, I just think about it like I, I'm not trying to compare, you know, being a freaking best ball tout to uh, an NFL quarterback. But like if I didn't draft a team for two years and then e- even on top of that, I couldn't like look at anything best ball related. And, and then the playoffs came around and I just had to hop back in and be like, yeah, listen to my advice, bro. I haven't done this shit in two years. And then I I literally didn't watch a football game. I don't know anything. And the playoffs come around and you should listen to my advice. I would be awful. I I wouldn't know what the fuck I was talking about. You know, it's like, again, sorry, I'm a DFS bro. I came from DFS. So I I use those parallels. It's like, for me, I'm not playing a lot of NBA DFS this, this year. I just like, don't have the time for it. It's, it's freaking. it feels like March NBA DFS, even though it's, (laughs) it's not even, you know, the new year with all the injuries and everything. If I try to hop back in on any given day, I'm lost. I'm totally lost because I'm not following the day to day. There's so much nuance in all that—who's in, who's out, you know, etc. Yep. I, I feel like that about Watson, but it also theoretically unlocks a ceiling for the Cleveland offense that we haven't seen yet. Jacoby Brissett has been a lot better than I thought he was going to be, but I, I think if I were to be excited about a, a what two guys on the Browns, it would definitely be dpj and nick chubb if i have nick chubb on a team because he's gonna be nick chubb watson can turn around and hand the ball off i don't give a shade he's playing quarterback for nick chubb but if he does elevate the offense i mean good lord he's been smashing with baker and Brissett and all these losers at quarterback if watson is just a standard deviation better than them Holy shit. Nick Chubb is going to just go absolutely nuclear. So those two guys, I think uh, are are really, really fun for the Browns. And I know shout out like Eagles, you know, we had a fun back and forth with like Nick Chubb and stuff in the off season. He's really high on Nick Chubb. He should be excited. And everyone that drafted Nick Chubb, I, I think should be excited. And the matchups are not perfect, but I'm yeah. not sure that it matters for no. him. I- I'm really not sure it matters.
0: He's the best pure runner in the NFL. And you know, if Watson does elevate the offense, like, He's going to have so many more high value touches than he would have with a Jacoby percent offense. Like he could, he could fall in the end zone twice, you know, twice a game every week from now on. And I would not be surprised.
1: No, no, absolutely. (laughs) absolutely But then
0: he also has the breakaway speed to break one. Uh, And then, you know, on the flip side, you know, this is goes back to someone in the uh, Josh Jacobs tier, you know, what about Kareem hunt? Who's done literally nothing for anybody. What happens if, (laughs) what happens if Chubb somehow goes down?
1: nuclear you you want cream <laughs> perfect example of the guy who was probably from a tradition again if you drafted cream hunt in your home league you might have cut him by now yes. he's been useless he's he's useless maybe a, you start him right in a pinch on bye week troubles or injury troubles or whatever and he gets you his eight point eight to ten points and you're like fine yes. but from a best ball perspective he's all he's been useless Workless. he hasn't provided he hasn't he he hasn't provided a single good week for you all season, but he is again these contingency type bets, the, the contingency bets that have the upside, right? James Cook, Kareem Hunt, those kind of guys, if it just so happens that this right, we just saw tamaj P go nuts. And it's just so it, when you're a contingency bet on a good offense, you got two monster Pirine weeks in a row. Because uh, in part because Piran got a little lucky with some receiving touchdowns, but then mixing gets hurt, right? And, and even if he misses one game, it changes the whole landscape of best ball if Nick Chubb misses one game. And it's so hard to to think about that, right? Because we draft for the whole season. We're looking at, uh, again, Josh Jacobs. Ramondre has just been a stone-cold smash. If you have Ramondre in your team, you use this score literally almost every single week this entire season, even when Harris has been healthy. But we're going to get to these weeks, and it's going to be anarchy, and someone like a Nick Chubb is going to miss. And when you have that guy and you drafted a good team around him, that's what takes you from a good team to, holy shit, I can win $2 million, you know?
0: Yep. That's why I took such a hard stand on Keontae Ingram. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I like let, let's, let's, let's talk about the Cardinals. Let's talk about, let's talk about the Cardinals. Cause they're, they're actually kind of, kind of fascinating. A, I want, I want Cardinals on my team. I'm dreading the buy, of course, as I said, but I want Cardinals on my team. You know, the, again, we, we talked about this. You see them here, here at the top, they play Denver in week 15, which is a, generally a negative, a negative matchup, but Russ is so bad and the offense is so bad that, you know, the, the Cardinals, Are never going to get like scripted out of this game. They can they they can still score some points. Then you get the Bucks in Week 16, which is again, let's call that neutral maybe a neutral matchup. Not great, not bad, but the Bucks offense is so bad. Again, very very similar to the Broncos and the Bucks. Just man, just lost Tristan Wirfs. Uh, Maybe we can talk about the Bucks right after this. Where. I have a lot of Rashad White, and I've been hopeful for Rashad White, although Lenny is back at practice this week. But, and Godwin's coming on. Mike Evans is uh, the Prairie Yards king now. You know, Brady's Brady's, Brady's Brady's overthrown him by five yards on all these go routes. But the Bucs offense is so bad now losing Tristan Wirfs that it's like, th- theoretically, the Cardinals should be able to kind of control that game. And, dude, James Connor is... Literally the opposite of a picture of health. At any moment, it could be practice and James I mean, Connors. Right. Yeah, yeah, and James <laughs> Conner. His 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 body is held together with you know a pixie dust and and a bubble gum. Like it, you know he is he's at any moment, and he's playing every snap. And Eno's gone. It's like your stand on Keontae Ingram was like one where again in season long you cut him. Yeah, you cut him months ago, but in best ball. He's your RB7 or whatever on a zero RB team. You know, your RB5 on a a good a team with good RBs. The next thing you know, he's Rashad Penny. You know, it, it, those kind of things can flip so fast. I'm really excited about the Cardinals. I also think, just to polish that up, the usage for both DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown this past week, uh, you know, no Zach Ertz, Rondales, hurt. The offense is Connor, aka or the running back and those two guys so that's really fun if you have kyler nuke hollywood connor ingram because it, it ain't going nowhere else aj yeah. green ain't, ain't earning targets and trey mcbride is out there running wind sprints you know really short really short really short wind sprints like five he- you know five yard and sit down but it's still wind sprints.
0: hey well at least at least Ertz could catch the ball and fall down like trey oh, mcbride God. can't even do that come on <laughs>
1: I felt I felt so I felt so like I, so for everyone that knows me and knows how I've drafted this year has been horrible for injuries. Pitts, you know, Pitts is done now. Um, Cup, Cup's probably not coming back. Cup, Cup is, Cup is definitely not coming back. Javante, um, Mo- Mooney wasn't like a big piece, but Mooney going down. All these Brees, all these injuries have been. Truly brutal to be Trey Lance, obviously Bateman, Bateman. These are all guys that are like literally my kind of guys. Like it's the exact kind of guys that I want to draft and they all go down. But then you get this Trey McBride thing without Zach Ertz, And I'm like, finally, and tight end so bad, you know, tight end is, I'm, I'm praying for tight end points on, 80 percent of my rate the non-travis kelsey teams you're like please god give me a tight end that can do something and trey mcbride felt like okay thank god i got a guy you know he's not gonna be travis kelsey but as an 18 17 to 18 round pick this this should be helpful for me he is fucking useless this dude this dude doesn't do anything yeah and so but the flip side of that is like, man, Hollywood and Hopkins look like guys I really want to have on my teams. And I think just the weird nature of both of them, right? Hopkins missing the first six weeks to suspension. Hollywood missing the next four to five weeks with, with an injury is keeping them both in check yeah. ownership wise when we get to the playoffs that the Cardinals are actually a team I'm very excited about.
0: The only thing I would be concerned about is we've seen the Cardinals put up points in terms of fantasy points typically in the second half after they get literally blown out in the first (laughs) and their playoff matchups, they're, they're not going to get pushed. So you need, you need them to really put their foot on, like put their foot on the gas and keep their foot on their neck. Um, And then, you know, it also concerns me a little bit that they'll probably be out of the playoff hunt.
1: Yeah, that is, that is true. Um, I haven't looked uh, since I haven't looked at the, we will just go to, um, Let's put a five thirty eight, maybe.
0: They're oh four god. and eight, so they basically can only—they'd go... They'd have to win out to go nine and eight.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, and they have a—they—they they obviously have a have a buy. Let me let me let me share the the uh, oops. Let me share the playoff odds from five thirty eight, really quick. So to your point, uh, when we scroll down a little bit and we oh my god, we got to scroll really far to get to the Cardinals. <laughs> Where the fuck are the Cardinals? Jesus Christ. Well, okay, one percent. So yes. But the Keontae thing is kind of fascinating for this. You get into the money weeks of best ball. If they're out, are they going to the right? The, the, the thesis of James Conner is like, look, now he's playing every snap. Yeah. Right. He's, he's James Conner when Chase Edmonds got hurt last year. But like, if they're out of it in week 16, 17, what is, why would they run Conner out there? 95% of snaps they could they could let Keontae cook see what they have in the rookie I like it um, I haven't looked at this so maybe we'll we'll piggyback on this really quickly some teams what, what I would I, I don't want to necessarily look at these teams that are basically in here at the top but maybe some of these like middle tier teams the, the bucks who I mentioned maybe we should talk a little bit about here you know 71% uh, uh, to make to make the playoffs but they're bad. And they're definitely gonna be they're definitely gonna be fighting down to the end. So this is like almost the the inverse of the Cardinals where they're they're definitely not dead, but they need every win they can get. Uh they're being pushed by god awful teams like the Falcons <laughs> and stuff. But they, they gotta win, right? So what do you think that means for the Bucs though? Like, are you excited about any Bucks? Is the the fact that they're gonna be trying to win better? Or the fact that the just the offense is really bad is is that clouding it enough, or how do you feel about the Bucks?
0: Well, I think they're definitely going to get in at lower advance rates, right? I think Brady is one of the worst advance rate players.
1: Yeah, um, yes,
0: and we know at any given point Brady could put up you know a, a thirty-five point bomb. Like if he, and he's not, if he actually hasn't shown that he's been bad. For whatever reason, they've no. been killed with drops and just, like, they, I feel like they're they're penalized at a pretty heavy clip, which is killing their drives. Uh, but I, I I did write Godwin. I'm super excited for Godwin. Uh, you know, he missed the first four weeks of the season. He's had, like, you know, he's had those games where he drops the 20, 25 points. Uh, but he's becoming Brady's go-to guy again. And he could literally just push you through to the championship weeks through 15 through 16. Fifteenth or seventeen.
1: If anyone, if anyone's going to pull, and I know he's not the same like what we would think of as an archetype. <clears throat> he's not a rookie or whatever. But if anyone's going to pull like an Amon Ra here down the stretch, Godwin's got to be on that list. I'd say opinion. he's
0: like he's like similar to Cooper Cup last year. Like he's going to be that consistent twenty twenty five piece every single week. Like you're only hoping like the only way he doesn't get there is if he's not catching touchdowns, which. I would assume they're going to because they love. He loves him in the intermediate routes. Like he's going to be used in the, in the red
1: zone, definitely. The, the interesting thing about Godwin is this weird um, fit with the Bucks being so bad and not being able to protect Brady. If you watch any of the Bucks games, um you don't necessarily have to watch, right? You can go back and look at kind of the box score and such, play by play, next gen stats, whatever. There, it is every once in a while we're going to take a shot to Mike Evans and it's it, Brady's going to overthrow him by five yards every time, or we're just going to throw two-yard passes to Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. It, he is getting so – like, Brady it, it has no confidence in that offensive line. Why, is, why are Rashad White and Lenny catching so many passes and why is Chris Godwin catching so many passes? It's because those are the guys that fit what Brady has to do Yep. In order to move this offense down the field, it's like he can't sit back there for five seconds because he's going to get sacked because the offensive line is horrible and it's only going to get worse without Tristan Wirfs. Yep. So, what does that mean? Well, that means like 15 Chris Godwin targets. You know, maybe it's 10 catches for 75 yards, but if he punches in a touchdown or two, I'll take you're goddamn right. <laughs> I will oh, take that at, a, at, at the ADP that was falling over the offseason because of his, his injury.
0: And like, I, I mean, I, I do watch some of the Bucks games because typically they're in prime time, which has been miserable. Uh, <laughs> but like, they they have they have Godwin kind of running that rub road. They, he brings them in motion, kind of puts them into the slot, and he runs like an eight yard crosser. And just he knows he's going to catch it. He puts it right on the money, and he falls down. Like, yep. And that's all you need. Like, they just keep the chains moving.
1: This is a good point by Felix that. It is fairly similar to you know, the Steelers last year couldn't protect Ben, but they also couldn't run the ball. It's it, it, it really is. This is like almost a perfect parallel. It was like if you got to the playoffs and you have – so it ended up being mostly Najee. Of course, it was Najee for Felix. Yep. Fucking won a million dollars. I never want to hear I, – I, Felix, I love you. I never want to hear complaining again about anything because you won a million dollars last year. You're good for the rest of your life. On, on because I
0: think he just wasted it all. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Najee. <laughs> however,
1: however many thousand dollars he dumped into Najee, though he donated that back to uh to to the community. I do appreciate him because he and I uh drafted a team on stream this year and we took Najee and it's actually a really like if you could dream up a really good Najee team, which is hot, you know, you got to do Hard. some mental gymnastics to come up with a really good Najee team. We have a really good uh Najee team. No big deal. Just sixteen, just sixteen k donated back. But the parallel is really good, where it's like this team looks like. If you take a a step back, right, you're like, I don't want any of these guys. This offense is a mess. A lot of them were expensive. Again, similar to the Steelers last year. Deontay was expensive. Najee was expensive. Claypool was expensive, etc. But the volume and the way that they have to play offense now does set itself up and the fact that they're playing for stuff they're playing that they're, they're not a guarantee right they're only 71 percent. only 71 percent to get in get into the playoffs they're going to be going balls to the wall down the stretch here and again i i i think you know i would i would certainly rather have rashad white than Leonard fournette but if something were to you know if, if lenny were to bounce back and become the the every down player which i i really don't think is going to happen but if it does it's like dude lenny could be Najee of last year and godwin could be right the amanra of last year and it's like the bucks are the team that again from a season-long perspective you're like nah, nah. yeah was, was second third was two three turn leonard Fournette a good decision no 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 <laughs> it wasn't was was godwin a good decision no no was mike evans definitely not but you know in the playoffs doesn't matter. (laughs) Those are, those are, those are guys. Again, the theme of the show, who do I want on my teams that maybe doesn't seem like the guys you think you want on your teams. I think the bucks fit into that category. Yep. Talk about, uh, uh, you could finish that thought. And then I want to talk about, you mentioned kind of like a lit, you you put together like a list of some guys you're really excited for. And it's headlined by a lot of rookie wide receivers. I want to talk about them after you Polish up the bucks.
0: I, I I was gonna go to the next point anyway. Ah, oh, uh, perfect. I, I, <laughs> look at that. The I, I mind, we're mind yeah. melding. We're exactly. mind melding. Yeah, exactly. So I, in the middle of that screen, the Jets, like you know, they they've been absolutely dreadful, right? Their offense has been absolutely dreadful. They're somehow seven and four. They're in the middle of the playoff hunt. They just moved to an offense or a quarterback that looks semi like semi-viable. Is holy three. shit,
1: Mike White looked like My- unreal. He looked un- <laughs> I was a hater. Sorry to cut you off, but I we got to talk about Mike White for two seconds. I was a hater. I was like, "Look, they gotta let Zach Wilson play." I I know this is a donkey take for most people. It's like they took him number two overall. He's played like twelve games or something like that. It's like you gotta you gotta let him. Like I know he sucks. Look, I, if if I were a betting man, Zach Wilson's gonna be out of the league in three years. Like literally, was gonna put, He might be yeah. out of the
0: league at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, maybe he'll be in the CFL or something like that. Do they allow Mormons in the CFL? I don't know. But anyway, he's going to be out of the league sooner rather than later is my bet. Yep. But if you're the Jets, you're not winning the Super Bowl this year. They're good. They have a good roster. But they're not winning. I mean, they're not winning. They're not beating Mahomes and Josh Allen and, and you know these guys. But after seeing Mike White... I am I'm, I'm more than happy to hold my L maybe, you know, Mike white is the, the, the type of quarterback that I love. He's the Bailey zappy where it's like, nobody respected this dude. He came from the air raid, right? It's like it, people, it's, it's a, a, God damn it. I'm going to get, it, we're going to cut this after this is over. But it was like, why did, why did Mahomes not go number one overall? Cause he came from like a shitty program and ran the air raid and people are like, yeah, you know, Texas, every Texas Tech quarterback, right? Cliff himself yep. put up big passing numbers. Everybody does it, you know? Yep. And so it's like, ah, you know, that Mahomes guy, no big deal. But like those guys work in modern football, get yep. be accurate, get the ball out fast, make smart decisions. They work. And then they feed into what you're going to talk about these wide receivers actually being, they have two like, Borderline star wide receivers and a third guy, Corey Davis, who's pretty fucking good. Like they have talent everywhere. If they just have a dude like Mike White that can get them the ball. Goddamn. I want all these jets on my teams.
0: Yep. And uh, so first thing I'll say, say one thing with about Zach Wilson, like he's just reminding me so much of Johnny Manziel, and he's going to be out of the league very, very Oh, quickly. God. Yeah, yes. Hopefully he doesn't
1: go on a bender <laughs> like, he, like, uh, he's that, like, John, like Daniel.
0: He's that rich, cocky white kid that, you know, just is so entitled, and he's just going to find his way out of the league, and they're going to eat a bunch of money and whatever. But, yeah, to your point, Mike White gets the football to Garrett Wilson. He's finding a way to get the football to Elijah Moore. Corey Davis was hurt last week. We'll see what happens this week. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll see who's actually on the field, but they have two former first round draft picks, wide receivers, and one that was drafted in the second round. Like they could have a very competent offense. They have a good offensive line, a really good defense. That team is pushing for the playoffs. It's like the start of, you know, the start of their era. Right. So how can you go back to Zach Wilson after what Mike White showed? Like, I was under the same aspect. No. Like, why? Why would you? Why would you go away from Zach Wilson? He looked terrible. But after you see a performance like last week, and I get it was against a pretty bad team, but who cares? Like, if he can continue to get the football to the guys that are actually winning on the field, you know, put the ball in your playmakers' hands. That. So Garrett Wilson's the start of it. Like, absolutely love him. Looking forward to having him in in terms of any any uh, roster that advances. His target pro run is uh, an elite rate. Like he might be that Amon run guy. Although I don't think he's going to be owned at a lower percent rate than we'd expect. I think he's going to be owned a little bit higher, just because he he boomed before the beginning of the year. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Is he? Here, is he? If you had to say, okay, my my Amon raw is Garrett Wilson. You're kind of number one. For that, because I think he would be mine. We talked yeah. about Godwin, but like you know, rookie or young player, kind of ascending here. I mean, Garrett Wilson's been awesome since the jump. But is he is he kind of your Amon Ra number one? Uh, uh, you know, guy that you would rank in that list?
0: He's my favorite rookie, just because he'll be on on the field. Sky's pretty high up there. Um, Olave is obviously smashed all year, so I think he's going to have a really high advance rate. But. Mm-hmm. How can you not be excited for Chris Olave? Like, yeah, he's had the absolute nut, nut outcome in terms of both both Jarvis and MT got hurt. And, you know, Andy Dalton just wants to throw him the ball.
1: And he, dude, I have, I, I definitely have to hold the Chris Olave L. We, we did a show, uh, Chip Chasing did a, a, like a NFL draft live, live stream. And I, I hopped on that and I talked to, uh, so I, for, for, I'm a, I'm a best ball bro. I'm, you know, a, a GPP bro. I'm all those stupid things. Right. I, I, I like to get into the nuts and bolts of the game more so than getting my hand in the dirt. But what, what most people maybe don't know is like, I, I played college football. I coached high school football. I'm like a football lover. I play, I grind college football DFS. I watch I probably watch more college football even than I watch NFL. Most, it's multiple days, you know, it, yeah. it, it, so it's a little easier to watch it. There's more games. I mean, there's a lot more teams. So naturally you watch more. Olave was I, I told Sean Siegel, he was like, What what do you think like Olave is as like an, an NFL player? And I said, He's a really good football player, but he's a role player. Was basically yeah. my thesis of Chris. I'm like, he's fast to sell. He runs good routes. He's smart. He does all the things that you want as an NFL wide receiver, but like, he doesn't have that like pure upside. I, like, Garrett Wilson yeah. did, to, in, in in my opinion. I, Jameson Williams did. Drake London did. Olave was like, I want him if I draft, if I have an NFL team, I want Chris Olave on my team. But it was more like, we're going to get, it, Dave davis we're gonna get the six or seven targets there's gonna be some deep shots we're gonna get some big weeks and we're gonna get some two catch weeks he has totally proven that wrong oh, yeah. this dude is just good he earns he, targets everywhere elite. on the field he's elite he he's 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 really really good so he's an i'm really happy you brought him up too he's another uh good one i'm gonna i want to pull up uh i actually don't know the sh- the 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 saints schedule off the top of my head, because they're kind of interesting, too. So we get Atlanta, definitely a plus matchup for old Olave. Cleveland is a plus matchup. Philly is not necessarily a plus matchup, but let's say you get a Hertz-AJ Brown team or something into Week 17. You have, a, right, they they score a bunch of points, or, my, or Miles Sanders or Goddard or Devonta Smith, and you have yeah. Olave with it. That That is why you draft the Week 17 correlation thing. Absolutely. Did anyone when we were in June, did anyone say, oh, baby, I can't wait for the Eagles Saints game in week 17? <laughs> no, absolutely not. But right now, if you have Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown with Chris Olave and you get it to week 17, that feels pretty good.
0: Yep. No, absolutely. Um, another another rookie that's super interesting, just because I think he's going to be super low owned. Jalen Burks. Like he's starting oh, to look like one. AJ. He's starting to look like AJ Brown. Like they're getting him the ball all over the field. The man's like super electric, and it's just hilarious because he his his eighty. I was all over him early, and then the the lung issue pushed him down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, I don't, I don't Remember know the asthma? Remember that? Oh my god! It is funny to look back now. Months. I mean, we're many months away from that. At the time, it was so funny and so silly but it feels really silly now. Like Burks has been good to fine all all year, but particularly this last week, damn, like I would be very excited for, for Traylon Burks. And again, I have a highlighted here on the screen, chargers, chargers, Houston, Dallas, and you have Traylon Burks in the ninth round or whatever. Uh, There's a Josh Jacobs pivot, different position, But if I drop Traylon, right? If you're an advance rate bro, would you rather have Josh Jacobs or Traylon Burks? Of course, Josh Jacobs. But if you get to the playoffs and you have a different running back and you have Traylon Burks, I would rather have the Traylon Burks side right now. 100%. Absolutely.
0: Well, and you know, he's going to go against, you know, people are going to be like, oh, well, he's going up against Trayvon Diggs. Well, Trayvon Diggs gave up the most yards in the NFL last year. Yeah, that's a good, (laughs) that's a plus matchup. The only concern (laughs) is.
1: The only concern is the is the pass rush. The concern is not is not uh, digs. D- I mean, Diggs is like a. I like Diggs. He, he plays a little bit like a, a- Andrew asked. What position did you play? Uh, I started at corner and I moved to I moved to safety. I moved to a, we we played a cover two say I moved to to safety my last two years of college. But I played corner. God damn it! Again, we're gonna have to cut this because I'm not trying to make this comparison. But kind of like Trayvon Diggs. I would give up some big plays, but like I'm hunting picks, and like I'm I'm I, like that's what Trayvon Diggs does. He he's gonna make a like his I don't know this, so an EPA bro can come and dunk on me if I'm totally wrong. But like an EPA perspective, when you hunt interceptions, when you an interception and a pick six is like a massive play, right? From like an EPA perspective, that's what Trayvon Diggs does. He gives up a bunch of big, so his EPA is neutral. But it's 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 so polarizing. He's a spike week defensive player, right? It's like yep. he's going to make big plays, but he's going to give up a shit ton of big plays and a shit ton of catches because he's he's this really aggressive corner, which is fine, actually, for real life football, especially when you have yep. Micah Parsons and all these guys rushing rushing the passer. But that's a plus matchup. You if you get if you have Traylon Burks, like Traylon and CD in week 17, CD is another guy. Who the hell is going to have CD? Like if you drafted CD in that range of Kelsey and Diggs and Devontae and Eckler and AJ Brown and Tyreek and everyone else is better than CD from like a season long perspective. But if I get to week 17 and I have Traylon Burks and CD lamb and this game that we didn't really love in the off season, I I would be very, very excited for Traylon Burks.
0: George Pickens is another one. He's moving into that alpha role. We'll kind of see how that that rolls out. Kenny Pickett's obviously scary, but um, yeah. So, well, pretty much every rookie, every rookie in the NFL, I'm pretty super excited. About.
1: So Wilson, let's run it. Let's run it down. Garrett Wilson. Yep. Olave, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks what about Sky? Sky.
0: If, if he gets on field, uh, Kenny Pickens or not Pickett, not Kenny. George Pickens. Kenny Pickens. Uh, I like it. That's a meld
1: a meld <laughs> of uh Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. Yep.
0: Uh Christian Watson, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> That's uh, Jay- another another big whiff. How much uh how, did you take a lot of Christian Watson? Uh, how how was your Christian Watson I, exposure looking? I don't think I did. Neither did I. I and it don't doesn't it doesn't feel very did, good right now, honest. What about Jameson Williams? Uh, <laughs> Felix, gonna... Felix brings up so Jameson. I, have, um.
0: I was a bug to bring up Jameson Williams. I'm super excited for Jameson Williams, solely because I have a ton of Jameson Williams. So he's the guy that's literally gave me nothing all year. And I think yeah. if, if we were redrafting and he didn't get hurt, I think he would have been the number one wide receiver off the board. Um, I said that the whole time. Like, he was just so good. I have four, 4% uh, Christian Watson, so not not great.
1: <laughs> any no. any uh any advancing teams though uh
0: two advancing out of the four that works yeah it's fine it's fine um uh, but yeah J- jameson we'll, we'll see we'll see how the, they incorporate him at the offense i'm concerned that they kind of you know they want to get campbell said that they want to get him on the field and give him some game reps but i think they're just going to take it easy with him. they're not in playoff contention they have nothing to play for like mm-hmm. It, he could very, like he might play week 17, 18 when he's playing against like second stringers. So like he might, if you get a team in week 17, that has him like he could be the only guy out there that, you know, scores 25 points. Cause I think he's that good. And he might just dunk on, you know, the second string talent in the NFL, but uh, they're going to, they're going to limit him. So uh, I was hoping he'd already be playing by now.
1: What do you think about, um, uh the lions as a whole so we talked. we obviously you just talked about Jameson but what do you think about <clears throat> amon ra obviously hawk is gone that backfield is hilarious deAndre Swift is I we've we've almost never seen anything like the DeAndre Swift efficiency but the dude never plays and then Jamal Williams gets all the one <laughs> It's all the one yard touchdowns. The I think it was Hayden again. Shout out Hayden Winks. The uh, uh posted every single one of Jamal Williams. What does he have 10 or 12 touchdowns or whatever it is now?
0: I think it's 12,
1: all, po- posted all of his touchdowns and like out of the 12, 10 of them are one yard touchdowns or something. He has like two touchdowns from outside of five yards out of out of all 12 of his touchdowns. Like everything is at the this dude is su- like I wish I could sun run. Like Jamal Williams is is sun running. Like my team is gonna get to the one 12 times in in a in season, and I'm gonna punch it in. But what do you think about? Obviously, we we're excited for Jamison, but there's a lot of opportunity on the Lions, and the Lions games, obviously. I mean, we just we talked about the Jets, right? So like Amon Ra. I don't know if Jamison we'll see about Jamison in week 15. But Amon-Ra Swift, Jamal Williams, with Garrett Wilson and Elijah, that looks pretty fun. Carolina, please God, let me get a Donta Foreman to week sixteen. Like a, that, that would that would be really that would be or DJ Moore or both. That would be really fun. And then the, we started this off the rip with with the Bears, dude. You get a Fields team with with some some Lions on the other side. That's really fun. What do you think about the Lions?
0: I, I'm interested in the Lions. Uh, the only thing is, like, how far can they go with Jared Goff? And how long are they going to let that experience go? Like, I they're probably moving on from him this year. So I think they're going to try and get a little bit uh, – they're going to get interesting in terms of what they do down the stretch. Like, I think they're going to give different people a little bit more playing time to kind of evaluate the roster to see how much of a turnover they need to do to see where – you know True. how close they are to playoff contention. Uh, so that would be my concern, like, week – you know, 17, 18, I, I don't know who their backup quarterback is right now, but, you know, potentially playing a backup quarterback, Amonra is going to stay Amonra. Like he's going to get peppered with targets. He doesn't really go super far downfield. Like he, he yeah. kind of plays that Godwin type role. So he's going to be fine. Uh, it, it, I don't have, so I, I have 7% swift. I have zero of them, zero advancing. If I could somehow get a swift team advancing, I'm kind of interested um, just because like, he's finally off the injury report. Like, could they have been limiting him because he was still nursing that injury? Like, he's finally completely healthy. Will we see him get the goal line roll? I don't think so. But, you know, he has the – like, he he's Tony Pollard now in that offense. Like, John Warner said that earlier on, on Badge Bros. I thought it was a great comparison. Like, they're using him in those – in the passing game. They're using him down the field. They're kind of letting him kind of use that stretch run type ability to see – and use and get those explosive plays. It's it's an interesting role, and, you know, he at any given point can put 25 to 30 points, which we saw at the beginning of the year. So we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, I, I'd say Swift is definitely the most interesting.
1: I love that because he is, again, definitely a low advance rate player, right at the somewhere around the one-two turnish middle of the second round, something like that, and hasn't, again – not to keep saying the same shit, but like from a season long perspective has not paid that off at all, but he's been good enough. This dude is just so efficient and so good at what he's good at. That's one of my favorite things about DeAndre Swift is everybody wants to be like, from a running back perspective, I want what Uh, Le'Veon Bell, you know, everybody remembers old Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers. Like, Give me grind between the tackles Remember this stupid bullshit. Like he's, he's so patient, right? He gets, the, he gets, the he's, he's dancing around in the backfield before, you know, and, and it's like yeah. a three yard carry. Like it doesn't matter. And, he, but he catches a bunch of balls and he gets the goal line carries, whatever. But Swift is the antithesis of that. He is so good at what he's good at, yep. but he's not Jamal Williams where like, when they need one yard, it's Jamal Williams, and that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. It's it's like Green Bay. If you want one yard, give it to AJ Dillon. A- a- AJ Dillon, that dude has that. He's his fall thighs, forward one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> his thighs are his thighs are bigger than my waist, like he's a monster. But Aaron Jones, at what he's good at, is unreal, and. DeAndre Swift is like that. You want to run in between the tackles. He makes mistakes, right? If you watch hard knocks or you just watch the games, you're like, God damn it. Like he, you know, he, he's really not a great in between the tackles runner. Yeah. But in the, in the past game, he's like CMC esque. Yep. And, and in explosive type plays, right? Outside zone, different, different things. If he just gets work in those playoff weeks and you have DeAndre Swift, he's another one that I would yep. be very, very like, would you rather have Deandre Swift or Josh Jacobs in the playoffs? Again, it's another one. Like I would rather have Deandre. Swift. I know it's Absolutely. a sec, second round versus eighth round or whatever, but I, I, those are the kind of compare, right? You're cause you're sitting on teams right now that you're like, ah, they didn't score like a million points in the regular season. But like, that doesn't mean that there really doesn't mean much for the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. Anybody hey, uh, else? Any any uh, other? Uh, what about any? Did you did you uh, jot down any non-wide receivers? Any running backs, tight ends, quarterbacks, or anything that you're particularly excited for? We
0: we touched on Kyler, um, so Kyler is one of them. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Ooh, good one,
1: good one. Yeah. Um, just because he's
0: starting, you're starting to see that breakout. You know, I think they're going to continue to expand the playbook, and uh, you know, his his options are pretty good. Zay Zay and Kirk have been reliable weapons for him.
1: God bless say, God bless. (laughs) My teams are so bad with all the injuries and that Zay Jones week last week was, was so, was so big. Anyway, carry on. Um,
0: I I think we could continue to see them rely on the passing game rather than they have, than they have, you know, they've been pretty, pretty run centric. Um, So I'm hoping to see them kind of open it up. Uh, I had DJ Moore, who's another wide receiver just because Sam Darnold's now the quarterback and He's he's out of uh, QB jail. Hopefully, knock on wood. Funny that you know we were like, just get him a quarterback, and he had Darnold. We're last back year. to Darnold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm just I'm gonna talk not not really touch on Chase, but Chase is obviously super exciting. Um, George Kittle, George Kittle, that offense. Okay. Okay. Is unreal, like them trading for CMC. It's just like unfair to the rest of the world. They have playmakers (laughs) at every single position. Uh, So it it really interests me in Kittle because he's going to continually see like man on man single coverage on a linebacker. And we know Kittle can break off those 70, 75 yard runs.
1: Great, great call on Kittle because especially the leverage at tight end is absurd. Obviously, you know, if you had to dream up the optimal team, you have Kelsey. Yeah, right. That's that's easy for everyone to say, but how do you get away from a Kelsey team with another high upside tight end? I think Kittle's the best, maybe the best option out of all of them. I, I, I think off the top of my head, um him. It,
0: it's definitely Kittle over Andrews because Andrews has had the worst run out in terms of everybody on his team getting hurt. Like they can just put two people on Andrews and. That's why that's why the Ravens haven't been as efficient as they have as they were at the beginning of the year. Like
1: yeah, so it's terrible. A Andrew, Andrews was it, it's so funny to do this show now and think back to where we were talking about it in week six or week seven or whatever. Because <clears throat> Andrews was like every right, everyone was like, Oh, you drafted Kyle Pitts over. And I'm not saying that you should have drafted Kyle Pitts over Andrews, but I'm saying everyone was like oh, Andrews, what a smash. He did it last year. How did you fade him or whatever? And now, I'm not mad about a team with Andrews on it, but, like, he, he's not a difference maker, really. I mean, he, he he can still catch two touchdowns in a week, of course. But that offense, particularly that passing offense, is, I mean, when you don't have he's, – he's a great example of – an offense that can't be efficient passing because, I mean, DeMarcus Robinson is, like, leading the wide receivers and targets. Like, this, the Chiefs didn't want him. They have the ghost of Deshaun Jackson running Yeah, they're throwing (laughs) the ball to Deshaun Jackson. Like, what are we doing here, you know? And so it's like, "Ah, Devin DuVernay's fine, whatever, but they just don't have any weapons in the passing game, which means their one weapon, Mark Andrews, Gets blanketed by the by the opposing defense, and even if he doesn't, that they're not efficient enough as a, a collective on the offensive side to to make him like a total smash. Can he be good? And you want him sure, but he he, he it's just so tough, right? The Chiefs are so good that Travis Kelsey. Just can blow away the field every single week, and it's not even just because of Travis Kelsey. It's just, that offense is so good with Mahomes and and Andy Reid and everybody. But the the Ravens are like the stone opposite of that. So you're just like, yeah, I'm fine with Mark Andrews. Can he be a guy that I want? Of course, but I, I like the Kittle thing because if I had my you know if I had my Druthers and I had a team with a an elite tight end it would be Kittle over Andrews for me. I to- I totally agree. The matchups are good too. Seattle, Washington and Vegas all teams that can push back enough. Washington is iffy, but all teams that can push back enough and like you said, uh, can can Kittle, you know, catch he just caught two touchdowns what 2 weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. Can he do that in a meaningful week? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, going back to the Andrews thing, like he just went in such a hard location all, all year. Like you're giving up, like you're giving up your second round pick. So even if he gives you that elite upside, like you're not pairing it with what you can kittle, right? So yes. that, that's the hard part. Yeah, the absolute nut outcome, what happened last year, we talked about it all off season, which is why I came in underweight on Andrews. It was just, he wasn't going to repeat that performance. Defenses right. were not going to allow him to repeat that performance.
1: I totally, totally agree. Um, as we, as we, as we start to wrap, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who is, we talked about some of those wide receivers or whatever, totally off the board. You're like some guy, not, not, not Garrett Wilson, not somebody like that, not Keontae. Cause I know we know you're excited about <laughs> Keontae. Somebody else that, is a guy that you're looking forward to in the playoffs. Like, holy shit, if this guy's on my team, I'm I'm like this team feels really live to me.
0: Chase Claypool. Ooh, okay. I I'm super excited for Chase Claypool. They've already gotten him super involved the last two weeks. Darnell Mooney goes down. That offense that that team is probably playing from behind most weeks. Uh, you know, we're gonna get to see him be an alpha wide receiver. We'll see if he can do it. Which, you know, jury is is not in right now. Mm -hmm. But I'm super excited to see it because I think the man can absolutely ball. And, you know, when you add in that fields is going to be running like a crazy person, like it might open up the fact that he might have single coverage.
1: Really, really like that call. You want to talk about a low advance rate player that could, you know, have a hundred and two in a in a playoff week. I think that's a really, really good one. We already outlined kind of some of the bears. Funny, uh, difficult. You know, it's a difficult schedule for them. They they got to go play some of the best offenses uh, in the NFL, and Fields will be. It looks like Fields will be back this week, and if he's still playing in the in the playoffs, I mean, even if he isn't, Chase Claypool without Darnell Mooney, I mean, they have you have to throw when you play the Bills and the Eagles, and you have to throw, and it has to go somewhere, and he's now the guy without Darnell Mooney. And again, he's the perfect example of a horrible pick, right? You never start, you never started Chase Claypool in your season-long league all year. Yeah. And again, you probably cut him. But you get to the best ball playoffs with Chase Claypool. There's upside. There's like a lot of upside, like mm. legit lot, lot, lot of upside. Um as we wrap, I want to hear your, or i want to hear or see your best teams or the, the something something you're excited about what what what's a team you got going that uh you're you're pretty excited about i'll i'll, I'll pull something up too while i'm 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 putting all the pressure on you while i pull it up <laughs> but uh uh um, I, I want to hear what what something you got going that you know it, it could of course be you know a chalky answer but something you're excited about heading into the playoffs here
0: uh, da, da, da. I have one team that I saw that was super exciting. I mean, I've had a team in the top 500, all pretty much all. Oh yeah, yeah, I
1: knew that. It. I knew that. I knew that. Which
0: which has been super exciting. It it it's faulted off. Uh, I think I'm down to like 400, but it's just been fun to to kind of monitor that. Um, but I believe. Sorry, my my computer is running super slow. There was a team drafted on. May 18th. So I have to. Let me just start over. It's a Mahomes team with Mac Jones. So I'll start with that. I like uh, it. I'm, Nick, in, I'm intrigued. Nick Chubb, CH, which CH sucks. Kenneth Walker, Ramondre, Keontae Ingram, Cooper Cup if he somehow comes back, Tyreek Hill, Terry, Drake London, Miko Hardman, Josh Palmer. David Bell, Pickens, DPJ, Hawkinson, and Alberto, which doesn't matter, but
1: Ah, fucking Alberto. <laughs> I god damn it. I'm mad we, his name even came up during the course of this whole thing. Because <laughs> that dude is absolutely uh burying me. I like that. Um that is a that is a fun team. I was gonna pull up, hold on. Now I'm now I'm the one, uh, dragon. But people were asking for <clears throat> um hyper fragile teams in the discord, which if you're not in the discord, there's a link in the description to hop in. It's 100% free. We are literally sickos talking about, uh, basketball and our teams and players looking forward, uh, around the clock. But I, I, I'm going to pull up a couple of, uh, that is, that is so little. I'm going to pull up, uh, a couple of, uh, so my wife is home. A couple of uh, uh hyper-fragile teams that I'm excited about. And if anyone knows me, I'm much more of a zero RB guy, right? So it'd be really easy for me to pull up a Miles Sanders or Mandre team or whatever. That's my brand. But I think there's a lot of fu- So your Cooper Cup thing is what hit me when I, when I said this. I'm not very optimistic about Cooper Cup coming back. And so uh I'm not really that excited for this team but I think there's a lot of fun in some different kind of builds heading into the playoffs like so this team is a four running back team that just smashed the oh, four yeah. running backs Nick Chubb Saquon Barkley Ramondre Stevenson and Donta Foreman it has Cooper Cup so I'm this uh, I'm kind of uh uh ruining my own question. I'm this is not the team I'm most excited for. I mean if Cooper Cup comes back, it will be the team I'm most excited for. But I'm not expecting that. But if you if you have something kind of like this that has a very small amount of running backs and uh Jesus Christ my dogs are losing their shit. A small around a small amount of running backs and you see down here I have Dallas Goddard and Hunter Henry. Is my tight ends. So not the chalk, right? Not there's not Travis Kelsey on the team. Of course, we're all excited for Travis Kelsey, yeah. but I'm not I'm not looking to those teams. It like let's just pretend for fun this team had Justin Jefferson, right? Like if you yeah. plug Justin Jefferson in the, into this team, and it's a late round quarterback team where it's like Matt Jones, Daniel Jones, and Marcus Mariota, assuming Marcus Mariota continues to be the quarterback for the Falcons. Those quarterbacks can get me there. Like, give me 20. One of you three schmucks get me 20 points throughout the course of the playoffs. My running backs, I know are going to be good. Chubb, Barkley, Ramondre, and Foreman. And then you get this mix of wide receivers, right? Cup, again, let's assume it's Jefferson, Mike Williams, Gabe Davis, Drake London without Kyle Pitts, Traylon Burks, who you talked about, MVS, we talked about the Chiefs wide receivers, Kenny Galladay, let's throw him in the trash. David Bell, we didn't really talk too much about, but with Sean Watson, David Bell's continued to start to grow a little bit more of a role with the Browns. Tyquan Thornton, a you know, a flyer, but a, a not, like just the archetype I want to have on these teams with some tight ends that are maybe a little bit lower owned, right? You get the, if if, if Hunter Henry... Uh, if they count that Hunter Henry touchdown from Thanksgiving Day, you know, yep. in the playoffs, you get that. These are the kinds of teams I'm looking for as we head into the playoffs where it's like, does it look like the absolute nuts? No, but these teams can be so, so, so live because it's a combination of really high upside, but maybe not the perfect blend of, you know, Josh Jacobs isn't on this team. Travis Kelsey isn't on this team, et cetera.
0: Here, I, I, I got one that I, I, I quickly found, so let me...
1: If you want to share it, yep.
0: Yep. And I snip it. Perfect.
1: All right. Yeah, just so zoom it in.
0: Josh Allen, can you see that or no?
1: Yeah, zoom Go it ahead. in a little bit.
0: So Josh, Allen, Josh Allen and Goff. We already talked about Goff a little bit. Josh Allen, obviously, best quarterback in the NFL. Who Connor. Con- James Connor, Kenneth Walker, Ramondre Stevenson, smashes. Oh, those Darrell, running
1: backs are fun.
0: Khalil Herbert will be back mm-hmm. by then. Chase Williams has been hurt. Sutton, who has been iffy, Elijah Moore, the ghost of Elijah Moore, hopefully. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk, who's been a staple, like and in that offense, can easily catch two touchdowns. Chase Claypool, I already talked about. Uh, Jameson Crowder, our boy Zay Jones, <laughs> right? Romeo Dubs, that doesn't matter. T.J. Hawkinson and Tyler Higby, like those are the guys that. Literally can go off at any given week if I don't think Stafford's coming back, but so Higby's probably dust because he's going to be dealing Bryce Perkins, but
1: yeah, but Hawk is good. Hawk, you want Hawk, you want Hawk right now, I think, on your teams.
0: So that, that, that one, I was just kind of scrolling through. That one's interesting because no one's Mike.
1: I, I love. The the individual players that are on this team, obviously Josh Allen is is whatever. James Conner, we spent a lot of time in the Discord talking about James Conner today. I'm like not very excited about his general week to week upside, but if you're playing every snap and you're running and you're running back and you're going to be low owned, I totally get it. But the, the great thing about this with James Conner, Ken Walker, smash, Ramondre, smash, Daryl has outs to being the guy and it sounds crazy you know moving on to a new team in the middle of the season he has outs and Khalil Herbert 100% has outs to being the guy and then it has the wide receivers that are like if we if we were back in again back in June or July and it was like you're advancing a Jamar Chase Mike Williams Cortland Sutton Elijah Moore Brandon Ayuk Chase Claypool team to week 17 you'd be like fuck yes like I <laughs> want that but they're all going to be super low owned. Yep. Just somehow of the team's
0: one hundred and twenty points ahead, so I think it's safe wow. to advance. But like, like, if you gave me that group of wide receivers and like didn't show me the team, like I'd be like, "There's no chance." Like they, it just the the weeks wouldn't have overlapped. Mitchell, Mitchell, and Sutton have been huge busts, and Mike Williams and Jamar Chase have been out for half the year.
1: Yeah, this is a really really fun team. Uh, I love this team. This is way more live than the one I showed because I have Dusty, goddamn Cooper Cup. But these are these are the types of teams I think that that's the whole point of this show is you look at it, it's like is Josh Jacobs on there? No. Is Travis Kelsey on there? No. Is whatever right? The league winners, quote unquote league winners, are not on that team. But you get to the playoffs. With a low owned Jamar Chase, a low owned Mike Williams, maybe a low owned T.J. Hawkinson. I'm not sure. Low owned all these guys with a little bit of right Ramon will be popular. Ken Walker will be popular, but that's fine. You want to have good players, just because you don't want to have only low owned players. You want to have good players. That what you just showed is like the perfect team for what you should be excited about, even though it doesn't have what you think you should be excited about if that, it, yep. you know, if that sounds right, you think you should be excited about Josh Jacob, Travis Kelsey, et cetera, but the teams that can win $2 million or have the best chance to win $2 million are probably the team that you just showed. Yep. hundred percent agree. Um, before we get out of here, we're about to start working on a ton of playoff best ball. I'm going to task Silas with, uh, uh, using his brain for uh, some fun playoff best ball ideas. Uh, Underdog just dropped another playoff best ball contest, which I'm excited about. We're going to be doing some draft streams for that. Um, before Again, before we get out of here, any any super quick playoff best ball ideas that you have off the top of your head, uh, and then we'll get out of here.
0: Uh, basically, just pick a team or just a very rough strategy, like, go go crazy right like be different right now because some teams have terrible playoff odds and a lot's gonna change because it's only week 13. um so get off the board don't be afraid to take a stand on a specific team like I'm all in on the bills they're probably gonna play all four games if they make the Super Bowl because they're not gonna get the number one seed so then just mix and match all NFC teams like don't be afraid get different
1: you're big your your big bills huh I'm Are a huge you... Pat. I'm a hats
0: fan I'm a huge pats fan but like Dude, oh my the God! They're so good. They're just so good.
1: This is a painful. This is a painful time for you. That's
0: a. <laughs> oh, as t- as a tonight's going to be worse.
1: <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> in uh, in two in, in two hours, Silas will be not laughing as much as he is uh, laughing right now when uh, the Bills run in running the Patriots. But we'll be back. I I uh, I'm trying to work on a Discord draft. Uh, schedule be on the lookout for that we're going to hang out and do some drafts together whether it's battle royale or playoff best ball drafts whatever moving forward we're going to start to do that and also be on the lookout for a lot of playoff best ball content i'm starting to get excited i'm starting to get the itch i just want this actual regular season best ball to get over so i can stop looking at my kyle pitts and trey lance and javante williams teams and uh, and I want to have something else, you know, to be excited for. So we're going to be diving into a ton of playoff best ball stuff, and of course Silas will be along for the ride for for all of that. But so for my goddamn dogs that are losing their shit over here, this is perfect timing to get out of here. And and of course for Silas, we will see you guys uh, tomorrow or next week or very very soon.